This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we try to find time to talk to our partners. Biz accepts that she's just a plain old mom. Teresa solves the whining problem. And Sean Wiley, professor of social psychology, talks to us about paternity leave. Woo! I gave it a, I gave it a you, little low. I took you it, I supported took it. your voice with your diaphragm. I did. It's about all the support I'm getting. Zing! I'm just kidding. It's just totally irrelevant. <laughs> Teresa. Yes. How are you? I'm okay. Do you want to give a little update on Simon? <laughs> I do. How is our little playground victim? He, <laughs> he He's doing so well. I'm actually like, I, I can say this because I don't think he gets this from me at all, but he's actually like kind of a tough little kid. Oh, like, yeah. I don't even think I saw him, like aside from when he was actually getting the stitches put into his head, I don't think I saw him cry a single time about this whole Wow. And like, it's healing really fast. We went to get the stitches out. I was afraid he was going to be all traumatized and not want to like have be in the hospital again and have the the people like touching his head. And I didn't know, I've never had stitches, so I didn't know what it would be like to get them removed. And (laughs) creepy. He was, I know, right? It's a little creepy. Seems creepy. He was totally chill. Like, he was great. I took him, we, I brought some gummy bears, you know? He was happy about the gummy bears. He was totally, like, chatty with the doctor. He was fine. I was so proud of him. And, like, now he just has, I mean, it's it's still. Harry Potter style? Is it totally Harry Potter style, Scar? I mean, it's it's kind actually, yeah, kind of. Cool. And it's a little green now because the bruise is, like, wearing off, you know? You know how, like, a bruise right, can right, right. become, like, greenish? Sure, I'm like, ooh, uh, No, not like, not like the blood. Not like, not the like blood. gangrene. But Not like gangrene, right. but like you know the like the the bruise yes. kind of going away. But um, oh, anyways, it's healing really well. And um, I had a great meeting with his teachers yeah. last week. They were. Say, did you find out any more about the I, situation? I did find out more. Um, and I think I actually I think I'm gonna actually talk to the school about the area where he fell because it's totally in a different place where than where I like imagined it yeah. took place. And I think it's actually kind of like a slightly dangerous <laughs> spot. Like okay. I think it could t- like when I saw where it happened, I was like, why is this like the first time that a kid has been injured? Uh, yeah, I'm actually like, amazed. This seems right. kind of like this could totally happen here. Um and so I'm gonna talk to them about that. Um and sounds I, like you've got a volunteer project to I know, move right? some shit. I know. Well <laughs> and actually I I don't um <laughs> I, I need stuff to do. Yeah, you, you give do. Me some stuff you do. I, I did. really. <laughs> I and I can. need. And not only do I need stuff to fill my time, <laughs> but I need more like details to keep track of. <laughs> That's what I really need right sure. now is extra details Done. to keep track of. Done. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> also, kind of a cool thing happened. One of the children in his class had a birthday party over the weekend, yeah. and we were there. And the child who had this thing happen with Simon. Yeah. I'll just say, the child who pushed Simon. The brute, right? <laughs> she was there um, with her parents. Yeah. And um, so I just, like, went up to them and talked to them. And we had a really, 
actually such a nice conversation. I really like them. Nice. Um, They were completely horrified by what had happened. They didn't know which child it had happened to. Uh, That's Um, weird. The teacher, the school has a policy. I think most schools have a policy of not like revealing names of kids involved in incidents mm, okay. to protect the kids. Sure. Um, in this case, I knew who the other right. child was because everybody kept saying, I mean, Simon, Simon and every, will tell the you. little kids right. will say it, you yeah. know, but I guess she hadn't um, said who it was. They had made this really nice card for Simon. Oh, that's nice. Um, like a get, the little girl had made this like really beautiful get well cards uh, for him and they gave it to the teachers and said, please give this to the child that right. this happened to. Um, but they were really happy that I came up and talked to them. I'm sure. They were, like, I mean, they just, they were very concerned about Simon. And one thing that was, like, kind of weirdly gratifying was that um, one of them is a, is a registered nurse. Oh. Yeah, and he told me, like, as soon as I heard what happened, like, I, I just, it was so horrible to hear because I knew... Like, I know what that means to go and get a three-year-old get stitches. I knew they would have to papoose him. I knew it would be, like, really traumatic. And we were really – like, he was genuinely really – I mean, they were freaked out by it. Of course. Of course. Because you you think about your child. Yeah. But then when you're the parent, sometimes you forget – to get yourself in the feet of the other parents whose kid did it, yeah. where you know your kid's a sweet kid, yeah. this accident happened, but you're terrified of how the other parents are going to respond right. to you. Well, I mean, I yeah, I mean, I think obviously, like, nobody wants their kid to get hurt, but right. I'm actually in the way easier position where, I like, I, like, I happen to, kn- and I said this to them, like, I happen to know that these kids are three yeah. and, like, it really could have been my kid or another kid. Right. Like, especially having seen the area where it happened, it's like, it yeah. could, it, I, you know, I just basically was like, look, I don't, like, blame your child. Right. Like, she's a three-year-old. It was, like, her yeah. second week at school. I, I mean, Come on. Whatever. And so, anyways, that was good. It gave me a good That's feeling. Amazing. And now, like, I feel like there isn't, like, any weirdness. Yeah. And Simon is healing and doing well. Um, the teachers said that they, they play together. Yeah, They're fine. Course. It's not a thing. They... They haven't seen any other, like, stuff happen. Right. So um, I think, like, all things considered, very, like... Good wrap-up. All working out. Good conclusion to that. Thank you, yeah. And good job, you. Thanks. That is a good job going up and talking to those parents. Oh, thank you, That's yeah. That's hard. I was like, is this weird for me to go up? I don't nah, want to go up and, it is ha- weird, and be but like, it, it, I'm coming here for an apology. Like, I didn't want them to think I was coming up to... Yeah, for anything. I, just, I didn't want to not say anything. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we live, we live in, like, a weird time where people just sit on stuff rather than yeah. go up and talk to stuff. And, yeah. like, it is... it. We Everybody, everybody... What are we trying to do? Remember that people are probably better yes. than worse. Right. And so, like, just go up. So yes. it's like a, and, and good job. Thanks. Good job. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking tired. But uh, so two very small stories. One, I go to pick up K-Bell from school, and I got there a little early, and I always help out a little in the classroom when the kids are outside before I take Katie Bell home some. And uh, the teacher says to me, oh, so today we were going around the classroom and everybody said what they wanted to be when they grow up. And so, you know, astronaut or doctor or farmer, like dancer, princess, whatever. And princess. I got to, I love that princess, I, the princess is one comes up. I was like, was that mine? Uh, and I get, a, she goes, I get around to Katie Bell and you know what she said? I was like, no. <laughs> what? 
I just want to be a plain old mom. <laughs> right? And I got to tell you, I was like, oh, that's, that's so nice. I, you know, Did I, she say those words? Yes, exactly. exactly. I just want to be a plain, plain old mama. <laughs> and so it was so funny. My, I guess I, my initial reaction was, Good. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. That, it means nothing. I mean, it's good. She. That means I'm doing a good job. Here's the thing is it is not a reflection on me. It's a thing on her. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think as a mom, it's very easy to be like either panic yeah. this one is way all or the my other. responsibility. Right. Yeah. Like, as feel opposed to like, to, oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Good. Good. Because sure. you know what? Next week, you probably want to be a fucking princess. Yeah. So, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the other little story is so Stefan, we were, everybody was home this weekend. Mm-hmm. We pretty much hung out near the house. And Stefan was really taking on a lot of the, like, Ellis duties. And so I was really just trying to, like, chill. I mean, you know, of course, as soon as, like, he picks up Ellis, it just frees me up to do more stuff around the house. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Perfect. I'm just, I'm just not doing laundry with the baby in my hand. Right. right? Like, okay, anyway, so it's a long weekend and he's getting pretty beaten up and it all finishes off with a play date that uh, Katie Bell has with a friend that mm-hmm. just really rubs stuff in the wrong way. Oh. Like put him in like the worst mig. <laughs> and so it's like time to start getting dinner mm-hmm. ready and like, you know, he's like, he's been complaining all day about like his body and his back and like all this stuff. And I was like, all right, give me Ellis. I'll get stuff started. Because he, he comes up to me and he says, I just, I'm, I'm so, like, frustrated and, like, about, like, this whole everything, just about mm-hmm. everything. I just need two minutes. I need two minutes <gasps> to go outside. And I was like, okay, come on out. And I start, like, get Ellis down for yeah. dinner. And I start feeding yeah. him. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, you Two minutes. How nice. I, I yeah. do know exactly how you feel. That, yeah. You know, you've had kids yelling at you all day, pulling you. You've had to interact with children you don't want to interact with. <laughs> you've, like, you've had to, like, hold a kicking, screaming kid all day. Yeah, you're yeah. fucking tired. Your body hurts. And emotionally, you're totally depleted. Yeah. Yeah, two minutes. That sounds really nice. Yeah. And then here comes the compliment your partner. Okay. It's time to compliment your partner. Stefan comes into the house and says, thank you. I needed that. And I also want you to know how much I understand that you don't get those two minutes. Hmm. And I am, and, and I, I, I understand that it's a super luxury for me to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you are correct. <laughs> Like, yeah. I was like, and thank you for saying it. I was yeah. like, thank you for saying it. He was a really plus, good. All, yeah, yeah, A plus. Um, That's great. So good job, Stefan. Uh, and good job yeah, as my partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we celebrated our uh, wedding anniversary this oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I think that kind of ties into our topic today, which is how do you find time with your partner? Uh, for personal time or for, you know, daily business work items that you have to to do. Mm-hmm. How do you find that time with your partner, given how busy life is these days? Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Finding time for yourself mm-hmm. is very hard. Oh, yeah. Finding time for you and your partner 
easier or harder than finding time just for yourself? I'm just going to throw that question Ooh, out there. Yeah. Totally take us in a different direction. But Good. I just... It's got to be even harder, right? Because you hmm. have to both be available, which, I mean, it's hard, especially with two kids, it's like, Somebody always has one kid, and then if mm-hmm. neither of the kids are, I don't know, then you're kind of like, I it's, don't know, it's very tricky. It's a very tricky question because sometimes I think, yeah, because, you know, the it was a little easier to find the time when there was just the one kid. Yeah. Because eventually one of them went to sleep. Right. And then you had this time. Yeah. Uh, two, harder. I imagine three or more. You just, you're just of, like shit yeah. out of luck. You just wave at each other from across the room. <laughs> just send each other emails. You know what it is, though? I think the question like which one is harder, I think what it actually is is they're kind of in conflict. They are in conflict. That's the, what I was because when, the, when you do get a chance for either of you yep. or both of you, it's like – well, do I do something for myself right. or do I or do we sit down together and like try to reconnect or like get or worse, done? get business yeah. done. Yeah, that's right. You get that. What that. do we use this time for? Right. I don't know about like so this is basically how like our day normally is. Like okay. I'll have throughout the day, like the list will start to grow of like things that I really need to check in with him on. Mm-hmm. And it's not the kind of, th- and they aren't the kind of things where like, we need to have a discussion about them. Mm-hmm. It's not like, do you like this list of, you know, dinner, tri- I mean, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, travel plans, mm-hmm. uh, holidays, mm-hmm. things where we need to sit down and talk and look at calendars and the mm-hmm. whole nine yards, right? Like we have got to sync it up. So, you know, you start making that list Everybody gets home from wherever they are. Mm. You get through dinner. You mm-hmm. can't talk about it at dinner Mm-mm. because, A, that's no fun. And, B, you don't want phones out looking at calendars. And, C, kids sometimes are too old and they don't want to hear this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Then everybody got to go to baths. You got to go through cleanup. You got to uh, Everybody gets to sleep. And now one of, like, three things is happening. Uh, one of you is passing out. Yeah. <laughs> Just flat out going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one or both of you are jumping on your computers to work mm-hmm. or to catch up on the stuff that you haven't had time all day to do, mm-hmm. personal emails, any of that kind of stuff. Um, or three, one of you has got to work and the other one has got is, is like, hey, I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> you know. Um, or, or so it's four or four. You're like, I have like an hour and I'm not ready to pass out. I could really get to that project that I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, and like, I know for me and Stefan, it's always like, he's like, do you want to watch like a movie or something? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really just want to go to sleep. I know. You know, like, and it's so, it's so hard to connect. So like, I, and I had this moment, like my I kept getting this call from my parents about like holiday stuff and like travel and plans. Mm-hmm. And I just I, mean, I realized like a month had passed and like mm-hmm. he and I still hadn't talked about it. Mm-hmm. And like it, it just and I've had friends sort of say the same thing to me where I'm just like, I don't I I, I know this is hard to believe mm-hmm. that he and I live in the same house. Mm-hmm. But we really haven't talked about this. Yeah, I know. We have had no time to talk about this. I know. No one wants to do... It's so unpleasant. Like, we're about to go out to dinner tomorrow, I mean, tonight, to celebrate our wedding anniversary. And he's uh-huh. like, we are not allowed to talk about this stuff, about uh-huh. the house or about any of this. Uh-huh. We just can't. Part of me is like, I agree. 
but we I know. would finally have time together in the same place. He's like, I if know. you pull a notebook out, I'm going to Oh, kill I'm you. curious about that. I think this is kind of on topic. Yeah. Like that, th- I've heard of other couples doing that thing where it's like le- like rules about like what we can talk uh, about when we yeah. go out. Like I've heard of people say like we're not going to talk about the kids, which personally I think is impossible. It's impossible. And like would – yeah. And um and I mean, then like I've also heard people say like you're not allowed to talk about the office right. when we're together because that's not what this time is for or whatever. Right. And um I think with Jesse and I it's on those occasions where we go out to dinner or something like I think we're both trying not to talk about negative right. things that could like make things turn sour. Yeah. Because we want to enjoy ourselves, but it's it's kind of for for me. I feel like anytime we try to say like we're not going to talk about this or we're not going to talk about that, it's all we it, talk about. <laughs> it's either yeah, either it's all we talk about or it kind of like because there's like a weird restriction on what can be talked about. Uh-huh. It kind of like stifles the flow right. of the night. Like whereas if you kind of just let let whichever one of you spend five minutes venting venting about something then you can kind of naturally move into the next thing and like both move naturally towards no it's totally you know what i mean yeah it's totally on topic it's like once you find okay so let's all right all right hold on okay okay sorry no no that's right (laughs) maybe we'll just skip on to this and then we'll, we'll circle back okay let's let's pretend we've solved the problem and we found time to talk to each other yeah Okay. Yeah. So you're like, do you designate that time as yeah. this is going to be our personal reconnect time, or is this going to be we've got to get through because it's never five minutes. Hey, no. let's just let's just bust up calendars and talk about the upcoming dates. No. It, you're like an hour later. Yeah. And it's, it's really and, hard. and it's and it's always at night. Yeah. And so you're tired. You're just getting yeah. more and more tired. And it's one of those things where you're like, it's gonna. It's supposed to be fun. It's one of your. It's supposed My- to be fun <laughs> things. Like it's Christmas. We're gonna be with our families. <laughs> And like right. everybody, and you're you're like, why does this have to be? But it just is. Like planning that stuff and thinking about it and right. trying to coordinate everybody and make everybody yeah feel good is like impossible. So or or just really... like I gotta go get the car checked. Right. When am I gonna have time to make this appointment? Right. Because I need your input on this appointment yeah. because we've got to schedule. You know, yeah. like this is a scheduling. Maybe we don't have a car. You know, like yeah. There's like all that stuff that has to take place. Yeah. And and I and there's always one person who it's on the brain for more, mm-hmm. and the other person is always like it's hard to get in sync. Totally. How do you how do you get in sync? How do you guys get in sync? And this is yeah. not something I think we're going to answer for everybody. Yeah. How do you guys get in sync? You know what? Here, just thinking about it right now, I think what has really happened is that because of just the stress of life yeah. recently and um, just everything that's been going on. I think I just made a decision to prioritize Mm. my relationship with my husband Mm -hmm. and, like, to prioritize, like, it's so easy to have, like, a checklist in my head about, like, we need to deal with this, we need to deal with this, and then once I check it off, that, like, feeling of, like, I'm being productive, I'm taking care of it. Like, I kind of, I've, what I've done is I've just, that time with Jesse where we're talking about nothing or just mm-hmm. talking about a TV show or talking about, you know, an, an old friend or a memory right. or whatever, just that, that like, re- that, like, good relationship time. Yeah. That is a checklist item and mm-hmm. it's at the top. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, all the other stuff, like, 
I've become a total procrastinator. I, know. I just have, and it doesn't. It doesn't end up getting handled until the last possible second. And the way I usually handle it is, I sort of just decide what I want, and I say, "Is this, this is okay?" What, yeah. And I get a yes or no answer. And if the answer is no, then I ask him to figure it out. And if the answer is yes, then it's done. You know what? And that's like, actually a really good point is the – I think – because I know that for me, for example, who may have some control issues, it's – one of the things I've had to work on besides the the shifting the like, fine, I'm just going to come up with it and see if you're okay with it. Yeah. Is I've also had to let go. So if he says, I'm going to do this, uh-huh. I'm like, go for it. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I don't just do it. Yeah. You don't need to manage it, <laughs> any aspect uh-uh. of it, unless I, I, he asks you yeah, for help. It sounds yeah. great. Yeah. So it's, I think sometimes I'm down for it's, that too. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a big one that you have to, because like, you know, whoever the like parent is that's doing the heavier load, uh-huh. the heavier lifting, it can sometimes, you can sometimes become like a crazy micromanager of, of like of all sorts totally. of things in your life. Totally. And you don't want to fall into the trap where your partner becomes just another kid. Yeah. You know, like you really, you don't want, you know, that's not how you eat. Why are you eating it like that? You know, like that? You know, like, what the fuck is that? Are you sure you want more? You can go get it. Can you go get it? Like, you want, I like the, I like the thought of prioritizing the relationship. Because that, that does, can you feel this weekend? Because it's our anniversary. And mm-hmm. maybe I've just become delusional. But I was way more affectionate in general with Stefan around the house. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the poor man mm-hmm. would just, like, to have his back patted oh, every once in a while. And nice. I'm just like such a bulldozer going through yeah. the like, just got to get this done. This has to be done. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And um, so I've really been trying that's to increase so nice. that. Just like I'm just going to walk by. I'm just going to hug you as we come yeah. by. Because I know that's a need that he has. And it's nice for me. Yeah. And it's important. And even just the minimal contact can fall really easily mm-hmm. out. So Katie Bell <laughs> towards the end of the weekend says, hey, why are you doing that more to each other than to me? That's not normal, right? So which I was like, oops. And Stefan's like, maybe you should increase this so yeah. it becomes more normal, normal for her to say it. Yeah. So I think that those are those are two good ones. Prioritize the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the so, other stuff is not getting done, really, no, which is a problem. Yeah, But it, I mean, it happens, it just, it, I think it's just—it's one of those—it's not going to be like this forever, I don't think. Right? You're looking at me in a really <laughs> scary way. It's got—I mean, come on. Like, eventually, they're all going to get in cars and drive off, and we'll finally have time to fix the roof. Right? Like— <laughs> But everybody's 15 or 16. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, no, I, but you're right. Okay, so, all right. So, yay, we've saved our relationships. Okay. We've decided we're going to prioritize those things. Yeah. And we're going to, uh, when we have time with each other, what I try, to be honest, what I try and do is I just rotate the nights a little bit. Oh. So, like, like, every night of the week uh-huh. is not going to be snuggle on the couch time. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And every night of the week can't be me going and crumbling into the bed at, like, Right. As is my wish. Yeah. It's just, it just can't be. Yeah. And every night can't be the laundry list of of things to do. So, like, I usually try and check in. We usually try and check in with each other at the start of the week. What's the week going to be like? And Mm -hmm. and Stefan's had to get really good at saying, I'm going to have work after everybody's asleep. Mm -hmm. So I know. That's, that's a good helpful. night for me to go to sleep. Yeah. Or that's a good night for me to watch Biggest Loser. Yeah. That's a good night. Whatever it is, like, yeah. I know that he and I are sort of out after everybody's asleep. Mm-hmm. Done. 
if we're both going to have time, I try, like this weekend, I really committed to like watching the movie. Did we watch a whole thing all the way through? No. 40 Mm -hmm. minutes one night, 40 minutes the next night kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, Or we watch like a daily show, something small, so that we've got the quiet time on the couch together where we're not talking at each other, Mm -hmm. but there's like a little window where we're just zoning out and laughing at something together and sharing that. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of pick up some of the stuff that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's hard. I mean, but that's as good as we've gotten. But again, there's a huge pile of stuff not getting done. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know how to deal with that stuff yeah. without becoming the nag. Yeah. You know? I know. I hate the nag. I know. I think, do you ever email him? I do. We do, do you, the email. We do the business Does emails. that work for you? It does sometimes. Like, it does. I mean, like, it, but I've I've learned the email has to be clear. Like, yeah. I'm expecting an answer on It can't be something that requires this. a conversation. Right. It can't or... be, tonight we need to talk about these things. Right. Because we won't. Right. Yeah. But then here's the other thing is that sometimes it's just hard, though. Let's say you let's say you do it. You split the tasks up. Uh-huh. It's hard to do the fucking tasks. Tr- right. In uh, and of themselves. And of I mean, themselves. that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about them is like nothing compared right. to actually getting Execute it. I'm like, you guys, so I need to find a fucking position. Right. I'm like, I just like every day, I know it's just one call to get some recommendations. It's all that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Ask me if that's done. Ask me if like the moment that child goes to sleep, ask me if that's what I want to do. If yeah. I even think about it. Yeah. I never think about it till the last five minutes of his nap. And then I'm like, ah, he's going to wake up and scream. Like, it just. I know. Everything that, everything, I know. It's the the first, the first 20 minutes of the nap is the only, like, safe. Safe time. Time to, like, really do anything. I have a question for you. I think this is related. Um, when you complete something uh-huh. or, like, you guys do talk about something and you sort something out. Yeah. Do you in do you get any sense of enjoyment out of like do you ever let yourself like enjoy the satisfaction of like something getting done or are you immediately like now on to the next thing like are well, I'm, you I am trying to work on that I, oh. I I that is something you you know I mean anybody listens to the show clearly maybe something I need to work on but I but I do like we had um you know, we, we get, like, little things done here and there, like, oh, all these things are now boxed up and mm-hmm. ready to be shipped. Or all you get through these things, mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> because, like you say, the priorities have all shifted, and, like, what can be achieved sometimes yeah. is just not what uh-uh. we were able to achieve, say, yeah. even a year ago. Yeah. You know, you begin to, like, look at it like the small victories. Yeah. And then it's like, this really is going to have to be enough right. for today. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, like I, I'm somebody who I always really liked the feeling of accomplishing yeah. something. That was always something I really liked. Yeah. And that's kind of really gone away. Like I find myself <laughs> I find myself like trying to bring it bring that feeling back. Well, like if I get some, if I get like five things done because right. the babysitter's there, I'm like Hey, look at this, Teresa. Look what you did. Like, think about this and, like, try to enjoy it. And, like, I can't. And I think it's just because of that, like, depressing feeling that, like, no matter what I do, there's always, like, 12,000 more. Like, the weight is just there. Yeah. But I think it is good to try to... Try to be like, I'm great for I, doing this is those, good. those things. You and know? I did realize something else that we do try and do, mm. uh, that we fail at doing this. And maybe this, maybe when I, by when I say we try to do, this is something that I think we should be doing in our heads, mm-hmm. in my head, mm-hmm. and then I never execute it. Mm-hmm. But like a couple of running lists that are just up 
somewhere visible. Mm. Like these are just general household things that like mm. need to get done. And it's not laundry. It's not that. It's like the gate right. lock needs to be put on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the like screen over the creepy basement needs to be put back up. Like some of those kind of like walk through things where you mm-hmm. could just, oh, I've, you don't even have to talk about it. Did oh, you see it? Yeah. I've got 10 minutes. I'll go over and just oh, do that, and you just nice. scratch it off. That's like nice. some of the more mundane uh-huh. sort of tasks, like take these packages to the post office. Uh-huh. That kind of list, I think, oh, could just be a I running like list where you're just like at any point in time, whoever's got the time, we don't have yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Just go do it. My fear about that is that it would really stress me out to see it. Mm. Like I, 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 avo- I have my to-do list like on my, you know, synced with my phone and my computer. Right. I can't look at it on certain days. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I don't even, I don't, I know there's a lot there and I don't even want to think about what's there because right. I can't. But maybe like a li- like the way you're describing like it, it's like list. it's gen- it's like shared. Yeah, so it's a in shared a way, list. it's kind of it's kind of different from it your own be, personal. Yeah, to-do it's list. not it's your like, own personal to do list, but it takes things off your personal to do list. Yeah, because it's like, hey, this is up here. Yeah, whoever's got the time. None of this has to happen today or tomorrow. Right. This right. is a Oil by the change, end of the like, month. Yeah. yeah, like this would be great if these things yeah. happen by the end of the I month. I actually am kind of down for because that because then you're giving your partner the power to just take these things off. Yeah. at their leisure yeah. and you at your leisure could be like you know what I've got five minutes to be outside maybe I will just go rip everything up out of the garden yeah. because I can do that and it will be or freeing or clean up all the dog poop yeah. which I did last week <sighs> because I'm the best you are above and beyond see I can still enjoy these little triumphs <laughs> look at that look at that triumph woohoo um, alright so maybe that's a good takeaway alright yeah. so let's prioritize our partners yeah. relationship Mm-hmm. above our demands. Yeah. Uh, let's be realistic about what our demands are. Mm-hmm. Celebrate when we do fucking anything. Mm-hmm. And put up a to-do list. Yeah. Who doesn't like a to-do list on the fridge? Yeah. It's great. Mark your calendars for a brand new thing. The first ever Max Fun Week is coming up, October 15th through 21st. Max Fun Week's all about celebrating the creativity and passion of our listeners. We'll have podcast crossovers, Q&As, behind-the-scenes tours, giveaways, and more. No fundraising, just awesome stuff for you. So tune in to your favorite Max Fun shows, tell a friend about Max Fun, and check out some new shows during Max Fun Week, October 15th through 21st. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. It's the most wonderful (laughs) time of the show. (laughs) Uh, well, we're doing we're doing a we're doing a bang up job with our relationships. We are so no work needs to be done there. Not even gonna add those into the genius. It's all genius. It is done. Segment done. Teresa, yes, lay it on me. All right. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw what you did. Oh my god. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom 
are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Everybody knows <laughs> that three-year-olds can be a little whiny sometimes. What? It's a fact of life. Okay. Um, and one that I've just grown really used to. Um, and, <laughs> you know, a lot of times when the three-year-old whines, it's a good time to talk about, do you hear the tone of your voice? You don't need to say it like that. You can just say it in your regular voice. I'm listening to you. I can't hear you. you. La, la, la. Oh, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> Um, so, but sometimes it's just kind of impossible to make them stop whining, like just depending on what's going sure. on. One time in, in our household that is difficult not to have whining is first thing in the morning for mm. whatever reason. And I think it's because he's just hungry and he wants mm. breakfast. And for whatever reason, he just thinks it'll appear on the yeah. table. So even if I'm physically getting him his breakfast right, right now, it's not fast enough. It, right. it's, if it's not right there, then it's not ready. You've yet. forgotten my food. Where's yeah. my food? It's just like he can't even just he can't even stand that. So 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 there's whining. So but the other day I had this great genius moment. I was standing there getting ready to grind my coffee and Simon said, "Is is the I was going to make oatmeal for him. Is the oatmeal already made?" And I knew that when I said, no, I'm about to make it for you, that was going to elicit a lot of whining. So uh-huh. what I did, I have this nice conical burr grinder, is I said, no, Simon, I'm just about to make it for you. And then I turned on the coffee grinder. <laughs> and it was so loud. And I could see his beautiful face making the crumpled up whining face that he makes. And I knew whining was coming out, but I didn't have to hear it that day. That is amazing. <laughs> Great for whining toddlers. Oh, that is so good. Thank you. Good job. Okay. Ellis, you will not lie still on a changing table. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It, I, I do think. I do think it is easier to put a onesie on my cat. Yeah. Than it is. My nine-month-old. So yeah. as soon as you lay him down, the top torso's like flipping. That like yeah. he's just oh, kicking no. and he's just like reaching and it's just like shit, yeah. and diapers and piss and like fucking grabbing his penis and like eh, and like trying to get like, it. And it starts to make me ragey. I mean, I yeah. get us on the mm-hmm. floor. I get I've done all the blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Okay, but the genius moment mm-hmm. uh, that I had uh, la- during the week last week to get mm-hmm. him to stay still mm-hmm. was I just there was like a pacifier like you know because we have them he doesn't use them mm-hmm. but he chews on them like a dog toy mm-hmm. anyway I grabbed it and I shoved it in my mouth and I just stood over him like a fucking idiot going and like a total idiot and he's just like hilarious and like I'm able to change the whole diaper and like he pulls it out and he wants to put it back in like oh I'm like doesn't matter what the toy is I just shove something in my mouth and I stand over him and I can get at least the diaper portion changed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my genius moment, acting like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I really like that. Thank you. I have a genius. I'm sending three kids to summer camp for a week this summer. And I have a pile of permission slips and health forms for them to fill out. And I'm 
looked at them and it was daunting and I could never get to it. So I finally just lined up all three kids at the dining room table, gave them each a pencil, and had them fill out their own forms. And I'm going to check the forms over, make sure all the information is there. But the information is so repetitive, they were able to just share it with each other, and it saved me like an hour. Thanks for the show. Bye. Uh, I, okay. Uh, two things. Yeah. One, I'm sending all three kids to summer camp. Call over. Yeah. <laughs> You've done a genius job. But you've let your kids fill out the paper because that shit, that shit is fucking a nightmare, that repetitive. Mm -hmm. Filling out all that paperwork for it is the moment they get into Mm -hmm. any system. You're just filling out like 18 of the same thing. Yeah. Genius. Yeah, if the if the camp needs to clarify an answer, they can come back and yeah, ask. Big surprise. They're I don't think gonna, anybody ever yeah, looks at any of it. Nobody's going to look. Until there's an yeah, emergency. It's so genius. It's so genius. Good job. Really good job. Yeah. I, really fucking good job. Failures. The good jobs can only last so long before... Fail, 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 fail! You suck. What do you got? I just meant to, like, clean the bathroom, but Uh. just hadn't. And um, (laughs) the babysitter was there with Oscar, and I think I was here. I don't know where I was. But I came home, and it was the end of her shift, and she was leaving, and she told me, I cleaned the toilet. What? Because it was, like, fucking disgusting. (gasps) It was really disgusting. just gotten... Yeah, I mean, when you, I don't know, it's like with the, with the like little kids potty chair that we have. Now Simon sits on the potty, but like in a special thing. And I leave it on there because like he's the main person who uses that bathroom. Right. And so you kind of can't see what's what's underneath. You kind of can, you kind of don't. And I've kind of just been avoiding it. I know. But I knew, I knew, and also because of the drought, <laughs> we haven't been flushing as often because of the drought. Right. Because it's just a good way to yeah, save water. if it's water. yellow, let it mellow. If yeah. it's brown, flush it down. But that does take a toll. Right. Like, you have yeah. to be really be on top of that. And yeah. I really wasn't. And I really, like, knew I needed to. But I, anyways, so the babysitter, um, the, the babysitter, you know. That's gross. She cleaned our toilet. And she was nice about it. But it was a total fail on my part. That's, that is And bad. Jesse's part. Yeah. List. Yeah. Arrows clean the, clean toilet. the fucking toilet. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Um, my failure, I feel like I personally have failed Ellis in that, you know, we're a lot of solids. Mm-hmm. A lot of solids. Mm-hmm. All kinds of solids. I've been like doing a little of the baby blood weenie. Nah, I don't even know what we call it that. I just mm-hmm. give him solid give foods. Give him something and, and he let him chomp it. on it. Yeah. Um, and. We've had a couple of digestive issues in the sense okay. of like maybe things aren't, you know, we get we get the play-doh, the play-doh poop that like we're okay. like that's just play-doh, okay. just looks like it's not like even attached to the diaper, right? <laughs> it's not like a rabbit it's pellet. Like a, it's like a meatball. It's, nope, no, but it really looks like somebody just took some play-doh, uh-huh. shoved it in their diaper, <laughs> um, but it's not so hard that it's having a problem coming out. It's okay, just, it's just thick. Anyway. So I've been trying to, like, up prunes and all that stuff, and uh-huh. then we have a good week. And anyway, I basically let it slide, and my poor baby this weekend had been, like, kind of straining. And then we really had the, like, he was really in a lot of pain, oh. and, like, he's pushing as hard as he can. I go in, take him to the changing table, and there's just poop half in and half out. Oh. And he's just, like, looking at me like, Mama! And I'm just, like, you know, pumping the legs slow, and you're okay, yeah. and you're going to be fine. And we get it all out, but I was just like, <gasps> My baby! Yeah. Oh, oh, 
what we're giving them. So I've just like cut out apples and bananas all together. Yeah. But of course, everything they fucking baby food makes is like apples and something. Well, I think they, I mean, I think that they're just getting used to it. I know. Poor baby. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't Probably think it's the your cheese fault. crackers. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> we call in with a fail. I got up this morning and I got ready and the kids were all asleep. And I went downstairs and I found that the dog had pooped in four places. So I got that all cleaned up. And then I checked myself over in the mirror. And there was a stain on my shirt. Now, it wasn't from the poo. It wasn't poo. So I said to myself in my head, it's not poo. And I went to work. <laughs> Probably some old food stain or some old chip stain. And I was just, fuck it. I'm wearing it because it's not poo. So I wore a stained shirt to work. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Well, it is the simplest of fails. It's just like my failure is that I went out yeah. and I totally stained shirt. But this goes yeah. back to the, like, where are your priorities? Like, yeah. where, how things have shifted to the, like, totally. I've done all this shit all day, and I can at least, with great confidence, say that it's not poop. Yeah. So that's as good as it's going to get today, yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's pretty good. So I think that's pretty good, too. Yeah, because I kept waiting for it to be like, it was, in it fact, It turns poop. out to be poop. So, <laughs> so kind of good job that you, you, you were correct. <laughs> you did all right. Oh, well... Everybody sucks. Yep. Good. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Teresa? Yes. This week... Let's call a dad. Oh, good. This feels like it's been a very dad partner centric show today. I think so. It's a good thing. I'll be done with it after today. Oh, yes. <laughs> but let's rally ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and let's call a dad. Today, we are calling Sean Wiley, professor of social psychology from the College of New Jersey who is one of the authors of the study, The Daddy Dilemma, Femininity and Poor Worker Stigmas uh, lower men's intentions to take paternity leave in the U.S. That's a mouthful. Welcome, <laughs> Sean. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going. It's going great. Um, before we jump into the study that uh, that you have been working on, I wanted to ask the question we always ask our guests, which is, "Who lives in your house?" I live with Cooper Daniel, my son, who's five years old. And Nina Day, my daughter, who is almost to 22 months. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. And their mom, Rachel. So, very low energy, right? Two and a five yeah. year old. Everybody's really pretty quiet, mellow, quiet. Probably. Yeah, we pretty much have them working in cubicles most of the yeah. time <laughs> and they keep to themselves. Good. <laughs> Good. Excellent. That is as to be expected. At five and two. Um, So uh, what I wanted to do is first start off with just talking a little bit about parental leave in the United States. Uh, And and, and what's really interesting is you actually call it parental leave. And I think I've always called it maternity leave. Yeah. Uh, I don't think if you go back in our archives, you've probably never never once heard us say parental leave. Parental leave. As a matter of fact, until I read it. That that would be... be, um, you know, it's a, there's there's this sort of 
federal family leave act, which, you know, which says that, uh, you can have it for either parents. But I, I think there's probably a good reason for that because you don't see a lot of dads taking it. And, and that was one of the, you know, one of the things that drove us to do the study. All right. So let's start off with just explain sort of what, uh, parental leave is in the United States compared to other developed countries. Yeah, okay. So we don't have much of it. You know, there's the, uh, <laughs> there's the Family Medical Leave Act, which uh, says, you know, that, which basically has some rules about parental leave and how long you can take it. It's much shorter than it is in other countries. And in all but three states, it's unpaid. Um, New Jersey, Washington, and California, unless some state has changed this very recently, but I doubt it, uh, are the states where there's paid parental leave. But even then, the, the pay isn't very good. I, you know, I'm in New Jersey, and it's like two-thirds of your salary up to 600 bucks a week Right, uh, is, is about what it is. So it, it's lousy. And other countries, I, I think, you know, we always use the, the uh, Scandinavian countries as an example, but other countries actually require that uh, both parents take leave, and, and then the pay is, is quite good. All right. So so let's talk about what led to the study. Um you know, it, did this come? Did this come purely out of a perspective of when you became a dad and being like, "What? What is going on?" I mean, because I don't think that a lot of people actually think about uh, parental leave until you're in it, uh, and 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 you and you want to take it. Yeah. Well, there. You know, there are sort of two two things, two sort of separate things that that led to the study. I mean, on one hand, I have uh, an academic interest in sort of when men do things to support gender equality. And, uh, you know, parental leave is, is really important because you see that women who, who are more likely, much more likely to take leave than, than men are, often when they go back to the workplace, they, they don't get promotions at the same rate. They never sort of track up to the, uh, the same sort of earnings potential that men have later on. So in terms of, like, explaining the gender wage gap, this is one of the factors that, that that's pretty important, and there'd been some um, some interesting research recently, like in the past three or four years, that looked at this idea of flexibility stigma. So, so basically, when um, people leave the workplace to take care of their kids, or to, it's actually not just kids, you know, it could be to take care of um, you know older family members. Uh, when they come back, they're less likely to get promotions. They get paid less, and that that's partly um, because they're viewed as less committed mm-hmm. to their organizations later on. Um, but you know, most of that, n- not exclusively, but a lot of that was focused on um, women, and and we were sort of interested in, interested in the case of men, in part because it seemed to us that it might be a little more complicated for men because when men they would face that kind of flexibility stigma and be seen as poor workers and less committed to their organizations. But they're also kind of going against what, you know, people expect men to do. Right. Yeah. 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 If you want to pay with your kid, uh, then either it's weird that you don't want to be at work. Why don't you want to be at work? You're a bad worker. Or worse, (laughs) worse, you're a girl. What's wrong with you? How dare you want to love and take care of your family (laughs) besides only this way that we've sort of scripted for you to do uh, as a society, which is to earn money? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so, you know, I was was interested to see – not only if this influences how other people, like managers, uh, evaluate 
uh, people who take leave, but also if it changes the intentions to take leave that that, that men have themselves. So, so that's sort of the academic thing. The, the other thing is, uh, this is something that I thought a lot about um, having kids, especially with our second kid. Um, our first kid, when Cooper was born, we um, we had just moved to a new city. Uh, I had just started a tenure track job, and I think I started two days after Cooper was born. And by the way, I don't recommend any of this. <laughs> and and um, and so the idea of taking leave it just didn't seem like something that you were going to do. I, I don't even think I don't even think I could have really because right. it was two days after I started. But with Nina, that was also when I was up for tenure, so that that also sucked. I don't recommend that either. <laughs> um, but with Nina, I, I uh, you know, I didn't take leave. And I was sort of asking myself, I, I could have. Um, and I was sort of wondering why I didn't do it. It was something that we didn't really even consider um, yeah. that strongly. And that seemed really weird because, you know, I had leave and I could have taken it. So, um, okay, so, so that actually was one of my first questions, which is, you know, why is it or, or more so what is the question? Is the question, why don't men take uh, paternity leave? Or is the question, why don't we encourage men to take paternity leave? Yeah. So I think, I think in the article, um, we answer the first question. Uh-huh. And to my mind, we need to understand that before we can really answer the second question. And I, I guess I would add a third question. How do we encourage men? To do right. um, you know, because obviously it happens differently in other countries. Some countries require it. I, don't, I, I expect that that would be something that wouldn't fly in the United <laughs> States. In addition to sort of these negative perceptions we have about dads that do it, it's also, it's just so rare. Um, and so uh, it, it seems like a really abnormal thing to do at, at, at this point. And I mean, when men don't take leave because uh, they're perceiving stigma, I mean, they're right about that. When, if, when they take leave, they are absolutely evaluated more negatively uh, as, a, as a result and, and more feminine. I mean, that, that happens. It's not like this broad misperception. So, you know, I think now, having done these studies, the, the question is, what can we do to change this? What can organizations do to change it? Um, what can we do, you know, policy-wise to, to try to start addressing this stuff? Okay. So in the study, one of the things that obviously was clear was that, yes, men have a hard time doing this, making this decision to do it. But what, I mean, that, and that really is, shouldn't be that, that probably wasn't a huge surprise, but, (laughs) but I mean, because I gotta say, I worked, I have worked everything from, you know, the blue collar jobs to, you know, waiting tables and working in restaurants to corporate America. And like, people don't even want to take vacation, you know, and not even like, I mean, there's like a pressure to not even take your vacation or sick leave. Like if you, you if you don't come, that you've earned, that's part of you. Like if you even like, you have a cold, people are like, you better really have a cold. You know, I mean, like, so like you, then just to think about like the luxury of staying home with your children. What? Sorry, I just I don't, I don't know off. if I'd call that a luxury. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's exactly right. But like I said, sorry, I went off on that tangent. But like, but th- so again, not a surprise that this was a hard thing for for men to take. What came out of the study that you actually were surprised by? What were some takeaways that you were like, "Wow, I wasn't expecting this." I mean, so you know, the the literature had said that basically this for men 
flexibility stigma, this being seen as a, as a poor worker and less committed to your organization, wasn't just about that, but that it was a femininity stigma, that, that people evaluated men negatively because they saw them as possessing um, negative feminine traits. And um, so, Sorry, so I was really... I know, just so just like... You know, honey, you're doing a great job. I just don't want to do it. You know, like, I don't even know. Anyway, go ahead. And, and so, you know, I, I was not very convinced, even though it was in line with the literature, that being seen in terms of these feminine traits was, was really going to influence men's behavior. I, I was a little bit skeptical about that. And so I guess the surprising thing across both studies was to show that the reason that this poor worker stigma influences men's intentions to take leave was because of this concern about being seen as feminine. And in fact, in the second study, what we showed is when we said to guys, hey, people are going to see you as a bad worker, but they'll still see you as masculine, men were likely to take leave in that condition. <laughs> so it really was um, largely about this this femininity issue. And you know, you know, it just in terms of my experience, that doesn't see, that doesn't feel quite right. Um, but but there it is. You know, well, across did, two studies. Did you in the study? Did you find that that was true universally, or did you find that certain uh, demographics of our country had stronger or less reaction to to that? Yeah. So what you know, in the studies, what we're looking at is basically, you know, the average reaction across men. And, that, you know, I think you're asking, rightly so, about whether there are other variables, whether they're demographic things or, or beliefs that mm-hmm. people have about, you know, certain ways of being manly that uh, that influence these results. And I, I think that's totally plausible and, and likely. We, we just don't know yet. Okay. Um, so is there... What's the takeaway at this point? Is there anything that that you personally feel like we could be doing that would shift this? Is it is it just simply putting can a masculine we, spin on this? Can we trick yeah, men, can we trick men into thinking a... <laughs> that this is like a very macho thing? Super to do. macho. Well, guys. so so you know, in in some other research that I've done to try to get men to um, you know like fight against sexism, what we've done is said things like, you know, you're man enough to do this. So, you know, I think that's that's one approach is to try to reframe this. That That's not the approach that, that I would favor. I, you know, I think the reality is that there are both positive and negative traits that people associate with men who take leave. And I think that having a lot of positive examples of guys who do this, um, sort of getting that out there, that, that this is happening, it's happening a little bit more than it used to, and these are good guys who are doing it. I, I think that it, it could be as simple as that uh, to help out. And that's really what we find across the studies, is that when we tell men, hey, people like men who take leave and don't always assume that they're ladies, um, <laughs> that, that men are actually quite likely to do it. Yeah, well, I think there's in general a stigma in this country that, in general, men don't want to be fathers, like, or what, especially to babies, especially to like, I, you know, that there's this like, it's so surprising when someone sees men pushing the kids in the stroller or with them at the grocery store. What I had a um, a friend recently 
was commenting about having looked out her window and seeing this, like, big, burly, like, super over-tattooed, scary dude walking down the street, like, blaring music. And then she kind of tuned in and realized he was blaring lullabies while carrying his baby down the street. And she was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she was like, but, like, it's... But, like, why wouldn't that just be, like, an automatic assumption that, of course he is. Yeah. You know, like, of course yeah. he, he is. I mean, we go back to the discussions, like, early on we had discussions on the show about, like, you know, dads are always screwing it up. What do you mean you didn't put a hat on the baby? You're an idiot. Yeah. You know, like, you could never <laughs> be left alone with the children. It's not It's not just society. I think it's also, uh, like you said, you guys never even really discussed you taking paternity leave. And I think there is something to be said about maybe it also starts at home with your mm-hmm. partners saying, having that discussion. Mm-hmm. I Because in the long run, it really boils down to, or you hope, it boils down to the people that you love supporting you mm-hmm. and your decision. And if yeah. your partner is on board and if your family is on board for you to take that time, they, I mean, it's like what I tell my five-year-old. Fuck what the rest of the world thinks. I don't say fuck, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, you get Yeah, and I th- you know, I think that there's a default position about who's who's gonna take the lead and, and that, you know, you break that default by having uh prominent examples of people not doing it. Well, I, can I ask one additional question? Yeah. I just I'm curious about and this may have more to do with like the laws of, of how it works, but I'm curious about if you were also able to look at whether parents were ever taking leave together. Because I know yeah, like, we have just some friends the same in thing. Canada who are taking leave together with their newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And I think here in the States, maybe there is more of a perception that you only need one person. And therefore, right. like the other part, the other whoever it is, the other partner should be working and only one person needs to take care of the baby. And um, I I just think that also could be harmful and and yeah. just how kind of awesome it is when two oh. parents are there taking care of one or more children um, and whether that could play into this at all or how, how it would play into it. Yeah, we, we, we couldn't look at that, but I, but I absolutely think basically we can look at it because, you know, there are so few men who are, who are actually doing this. But mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, anecdotally, I've definitely had conversations and we did this too, trying to line up a single person over a long enough period of time, you mm-hmm. know, to take care of the kids for yeah. other than having two people there. We, you know, whether it's the two parents or whether it's, uh, you know, grandparents and one of the parents, two people there supporting each other. I, I, I agree that in terms of the mental health of parents, it's right. likely that, that that's important because it's, fucking hard <laughs> <laughs> two kids by yourself yeah yeah no it is agree agree there's there's our next that's that's the study teresa and i are constantly working on it's fucking, it's fucking hard, hard. <laughs> we found in our study that, that it's fucking hard that's right yeah it's that's fucking hard yeah. uh, there was well, nothing surprising about that study <laughs> well sean thank you so much for joining us it really is an interesting study and i it hopefully we as a society will continue to move forward. I, you know, there is, I really do believe that there is a movement to support dads, uh, not just support dads, but to view dads uh, having the important role that we all know that they have and, and saying it's a society that that's good. Yes, we want you home. Yes, we want you involved. Yes, paternity leave would be amazing. Um, so hopefully we will keep moving towards that. And, you know, I guess part of that is, saying that 
being a girl is cool too, guys. Uh, so, you know, basically, we just have a lot to work on. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Teresa, how are those One Bad Mother meetups coming? Actually, funny you should ask. They are coming along really great. Um, we have two upcoming listener-organized meetups. Woohoo! Um, in Philly, the first ever listener-organized One Bad Mother meetup is happening October 11th at 11.30 a.m. at Smith Memorial Playground. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so you guys, if you're in Philly or nearby to Philly or, you know, you're in New Jersey and you want to drive to Philly or you're nearby and you want to stop by, um, One Bad Mother listeners will be there. It's a, I assume that it's called a playground. I assume there is a playground there for your kids to play. Um, everybody should go to that and have a great time. And um, also in Austin on Saturday, October 18th at 11 a.m. at Little Stacy Park. Um, the organizer will have a star-shaped balloon so people can spot the One Bad Mother nice. crowd. So you guys should <laughs> As all... As opposed to just looking for the surly group of parents. Right, just whoever, <laughs> whoever kind of has a smirk on their face. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that's happening in the Austin area. So those are the two meetups that we have so far. This is going really well. If you guys are looking to meet other One Bad Mother listeners in your area, you can head over to the Maximum Fun Forum. That's MaximumFun.org and click on Forum. And we have a thread going where people are still connecting with each other one-on-one with other people in their city and also just posting, hey, I'm in such and such, I would love to have a meetup here. And when we see that we've got a few people in a particular area, we will reach out and see if we can get something organized. I think we're still working on setting something up for the Boston area, the San Francisco Bay area, and... um, Probably our area. (laughs) We'll definitely be doing one in Southern California, for sure. And if you're interested in uh, leading one of these uh, meetups and helping to organize it, definitely say so on the board. Yeah, or you can also, if you want to do that, you can also just uh, email me directly. That's Teresa at MaximumFun.org. Don't forget, you can always bust out your One Bad Mother t-shirt to find each other, so we'll also link you up to that this week on the show. Good job, everybody! Yes! Woo! Woo! Have fun! Fascinating! Yeah. Eh, not that big of a surprise. Yeah. I, you know, But, like, like, nice to know that, like, that study is being done. Yes. Like, these conversations saying, are happening yes. somewhere, and something could come of that. Well, it's good to identify or to confirm yeah. that, that these are the two big issues. Because you do sit there and you wonder, like, really? Are we not all just grown people? Do you really think Do you really think that if an employee stays home with their yeah. kids for 12 weeks, they're going to come back and be less of an employee I as know. opposed to feeling more? I mean, I know. I, I ju- it just that like, like your whole person that has been shaped by your entire life. Yeah doesn't have more to say about your future than like oh that you took some time i mean well it goes back to plain old mom it goes back to the plain old mom mom, thing it goes back to the like 
you know, what do you want your kids' takeaway to? What do we right. as a society want our children's takeaways to be? That we were working all the time when we weren't there or that it's okay to be a plain old dad or a plain old mom. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't mean that plain old dad and plain old mom aren't also working. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And right. like, again, this is not a reflection. What I'm saying is not a reflection on the parents who are doing this. Yeah. This is, even though all these parents are doing it, we still as a society have not caught up to say, good job. Yeah. That's exactly doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, like it just is... I, I just, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. It is mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, I would have killed to have everybody home. Right. For like, I mean, for that full, I mean, really, the yeah. full time. Yeah. Not to have one foot out the door. Everybody's right. brain right now is always one foot out the door. Right. You know, because we just don't live yeah. in a world currently that's like, it's okay. Take your time. Right. Take your time. You know, sometimes I sit there and I listen to, like, adults, like, bitch about, like, oh, my dad was never there. My mom was never there. They were mm-hmm. always like, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. And then those exact same people turn around and say, no, you can't have that time off. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I know. <sighs> well, and I think the parent the parent who is who stay, who stay does stay home, mm-hmm. assuming one for parent the is there or for, the, leave, for the right. leave, I think there is a tendency, and I'm guilty of this too, of saying like, "I can do it." Like, yeah, I know true. I don't need to, like I can do it, you know. And like you, you assume, you know, you look at everyone else in the country, and there's a stigma about that too. Like, there's yeah. lots. Of, I mean, you assume that it's only only one parent is needed, and like, I'm not gonna have. I don't. I don't need. I don't need it. You know, I don't need extra help. But like, how nice that is to have someone checking in or somebody doing it with you somebody there to like share the load for a few weeks or what's wrong with us i don't know we are just crazy people (laughs) speaking of crazy people let's listen to a uh mom have a little bit of a rant and and i will preface this with this is a slightly different kind of rant okay this is just something that i felt went well in this area of the show great Hey, Biz and Teresa. Um, I don't know what category this falls under, but I just had to share it somewhere. Um, my two-and-a-half-year-old just nursed today for the last time. Uh, it did several days, and he asked to nurse, and uh, he said my milk was all gone, and we talked about how he wasn't going to nurse anymore, and I cried a little, and he asked to read a book about dump trucks, and <laughs> that was it. But she was a huge accomplishment because we had black issues and supply issues and plunk ducts and mastitis and thrush and uh, it's been a long road and I just feel pretty happy and pretty sad all at the same time and you know you guys would get it uh love the show thanks a lot bye wow totally get it I totally get it you know because it it, because it's not it is not just about necessarily the breastfeeding or the you know like it's about I just liked this call so much because it was just about like it's a new milestone, a new mm-hmm. moment, yeah. and it is a lot of work, whatever that milestone or moment is. And there is a joy and there is a sadness about it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we as parents mm-hmm. just need to be able to say, you know, like, because I know there's that moment as, as let's say, this woman talking about breastfeeding my child till two and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there's a fear that somebody's going to be like, two and a half. <laughs> like or you did this or you like that mm-hmm. fear of being judged or that fear of uh 
I, I mean, I don't know. Judge. Just basically judge for whatever you're... And you know what? Again, all that the fucking aside, you know what? The one thing we should be doing as parents is being able to say, I did this thing. Mm-hmm. And to be like, you know what? Good job. Yeah. And, that, and that's hard yeah. that you did that. And good job. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Good job. Big hug. Sometimes somebody just did a really good job. Totally. Let's just be happy. Yeah. So you know what, Mom? Really good. I'm just really happy for you for this moment that you're having. Yeah. That is good and bad. So yeah. really, you were doing a really great job. Totally. Um. So, I, you know, we've been doing takeaways throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we need to do much. I think takeaways. I do want to reference back to Teresa uh, following up with the with the parents of the oh. psycho killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the preschooler who mm-hmm. pushed Simon. <laughs> really good job. That I think that that's a big deal. Today, I think, is about big parenting growth. Mm. Growth as parents Ooh. and as people. Okay. So one, going up and just bursting that stress bubble between mm-hmm. the parents. That's just a nice human being thing to do. So good job. Thank you. And good job to those parents yeah, for being really. like open and receptive really. and like wanting to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So good job. Good good job, everybody who's trying to get things done and stay in touch with their partners. Totally. Just hang in there. Remember, mm-hmm. really, the priority is your relationship and your relationship with your kids. Mm-hmm. You're either going to get your car fixed or you're going to have to get a new fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Or ride your bike. (laughs) Or ride your bike. I mean, yeah, exactly. Get on the bus. Like, whatever. Like, it's all... Those things eventually will happen. They will happen. But the other takes a lot more work. Mm -hmm. We we need to figure out how to do that. Um, And, you know, let's just fucking give some support to everybody. To parents. Do you want to take off some paternity leave? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's not even make a joke about it. It shouldn't even be like, yeah, come on. I mean, we, we do that. But we shouldn't. It should be like, of yeah. course, great. Yeah. Enjoy. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah. But Let me know al- if I can bring you a yeah. sandwich. And and also enjoy, but also it's going to be fucking hard. Yeah, That's exactly. the other thing. Like everybody knows that like, like you also, you know, you don't want to take paternity leave thinking everybody's going to be like, oh, that was nice. You got to just stay home. It's the same with maternity leave. Oh, yeah. you got to just be home. No, it's fucking hard. Well, that's, but yes. it's good. It, if you chose to do it, you chose to do it because it was what was right for you and your family. It's the perceptions that we've got to change. Mm-hmm. It's this perception that like any time off from work yeah. with kids is like some great vacation. Yeah. So that's to our you know, yeah. to our parent listeners and to our non-parent listeners, this is another one of those things that, like, you got to just shift in your head. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not. It's not easy. But also, just because maybe you don't love it as right. the be-all, end-all thing doesn't mean you don't want to do it exactly. maybe for a little while. Like, it's right. not like, well, if it's so hard, then why don't you just not do it? Why don't you just go to work? <laughs> and, like, I mean, it still can be a thought, yes. well-thought-out choice that is a mixed bag, but is <laughs> something that you chose you wanted to do. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it falls into that. If everybody if everything else in life gets to be a mixed bag of good or bad, yeah. then so does fucking parenting. <laughs> uh, and finally, let's just try and remember that, like, this, oh, just open our minds up a little bit, our hearts, mm-hmm. and just remember that everybody is really just trying to do their best mm-hmm. and that you really are doing a good job. Again, what the, with that show, we talk about kids, but it ain't always about kids. Mm-hmm. It is about 
being nice to each other, being supportive of each other, and most importantly, being nice to yourself. Mm-hmm. So I uh, encourage everybody to just do those three things. Yes. Assume the best, not the worst. You're all doing great. Teresa? Yes. You, I am so I am so proud of you. Really? You are very inspiring to me this week wow. doing that with the parents. Thank I just you. really You is, would have done the same thing. Yeah, but I probably would have stewed on it or said something smart assy. <laughs> so I very, very good. But I probably would have done it and then come back to stuff and been like, their child still wants to kill my child. You know, <laughs> whatever. Um Thank I you. wouldn't have been as graceful about it. So good job. Thank you. You are doing a good job this week, Biz. Thank you. Uh, at Lindsay, you are doing a good job. Yay, Lindsay. Everybody's doing a good job. Great job, guys. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.